Welcome to the Career Confidence for Immigrants podcast. My name is Sonia Ortiz and I'm your host. If you're a newcomer to a country, this is not the show for you. But if you've been stable in a country for a while and you feel stuck with indecision, self-doubt and confusion about your career and you want to start feeling better in your day-to-day work life, then this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. So today I'm feeling kind of tired and mostly because last night I stayed up up until midnight, probably watching the season finale of the fourth season of Cheats Creek, and I totally cried my life so much. It was so beautiful. And what's really funny, it's like as I was watching the episodes, I was feeling all these like different emotions come up and I was just like you know sitting there observing them but when the last episode was over and I turned off my projector I had like the second to process everything I just watched I mean I only watched two episodes but still like it was the two last ones in that season and they always leave you know the juicy stuff for the end right and of course when I had time to process it all I totally cried for like five to ten minutes which was extremely liberating and really helped me to sleep like a baby after now the reason I tell this story about my crying it's because a few years back I really used to struggle a lot with not understanding my emotions and feeling ashamed for let's say crying so easily or being quote-unquote sensitive right and a lot of us grow up being afraid of you know being sensitive being afraid of feeling certain emotions certain feelings or we also grow up with very simplistic almost you know cartoony like definitions of emotions right and so things like you know to name you some examples when you're when you're sad you cry when you're angry you yell if you're afraid you hide right and yes some of these expressions and manifestations of emotions may be accurate like sometimes we do cry because we're sad or or so on but there is a bit more nuance and I want to give you some distinctions to make in this podcast and so one of the basic concepts that I would like to revisit today is simply the difference between thoughts and feelings and I want to give a shout out to Roxy's videos on Instagram for having voted on this specific topic a few days ago. Now Let's begin with thoughts, okay? So thoughts are simply a combination of images and or sounds inside your mind. Now, some people also consider thoughts to be something called, you know, your self-talk. You know, when you hear yourself um, say something like, you should wipe your counter or you should get a government job. (laughs) But you say it, let's say, using the voice of your mother. Not that that is an actual example for my real life. (laughs) And you know what I mean? It's like a thought inside your head, but it's being voiced through someone else's, you know, character or voice, right? But all of that, all of that like internal chatter and internal imagery, it's all your thoughts. And in this case, like I said, they're all happening inside your mind, your thoughts, even though some of the words that you hear inside your mind don't technically belong to you. And that is a tricky thing about mindset and, and thoughts, right? I find it fascinating because our minds are really like a, like a sponge, right? 
we think that this is only kids, right? But I find that even as adults, we're still very much influenced by our environments. And that is a good thing to know. It's not a bad, it's not a bad thing, right? I don't think it makes us weak. I think that the more we're aware of that is what's happening, the better we can decide, you know, what thoughts we want to believe, what thoughts we want to, you know, tend to and care for and which thoughts we just don't want to pay attention because they're just noise and like brain chatter or you know brain farts like some people like to call them right now thoughts can also be uh, memories right like you know I'm, I'm thinking about me watching Cheats Creek last night and maybe I have like an image of David wearing his cute little converse and me having the thought I should get some converse for this summer or something like that right so thoughts are almost like this voiceover actor you know like this narrator of what's going on inside your mind and also on the outside it's just describing everything right okay now let's talk about feelings which is the second kind of definition so feelings are simply emotions that are perceived as physical sensations in your body. So some people say that feelings, it's like the mental awareness of that sensation. But I prefer just for the sake of simplicity, because, you know, keeping things simple, <laughs> I use the word feelings and emotions just, you know, interchangeably, right? So feelings, it's not like the image or the phrase or the self-talk per se, the feelings, feelings can be influenced by that, by that self-talk, by that narration of what's going on. Imagine, you know, you're having a bit of anxiety and then your brain, it's like, oh my God, we're having an anxiety. We're having, are we going to have an anxiety attack? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all the thoughts are going to color the sensation, but the the sensation, the emotion per se, it's what's happening in the body. Okay, so, you know, we can use really sensory language, things like, you know, is it warm? Is it cold? Is it like pulsating? Uh, what's the pattern? And so on. We can use a lot of this descriptive sensory language to really, um, you know, have a greater awareness of what's going on in our body. And something that I really like doing when it comes to um you know, seeing how emotions are really sensations in the body. It's like, I sometimes like to Google, like, the words that people use to describe the pain in their bodies. And I use that as, like, some of the words that are, like, can be described for, like, emotions. And I'm not saying that all emotions are painful. But what I'm saying is, like, the 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 sensory language, things like, you know, what is the size? What is, like, the frequency of it? What is, like, the... Um, I don't know, the depth or the... Anyway, there's like a whole bunch of words. You can Google this on your own, but that is something that I have found really useful just to really get familiar with like the little sensations inside inside my, my body, right? So again, uh, I mentioned the... I'm just like rechecking my notes here. Um, yeah, things like expanding or contracting of the chest. What is your heart rate like? Do you have like any sensations in your stomach, in the throat and so on? Now, feelings, it's usually the tricky topic for most people, even for those who, you know, who've been going to therapy for years, even those who, who you know, do meditation and so on. A lot of us struggle with feelings because we have been raised in a world 
in which it it has been very easy for us to escape our bodies and still is right to distract ourselves from the physical sensations and so on and again not that there's anything bad with this i think a healthy amount of you know escapism and distraction it's really good but it's not so good when you are lacking the emotional vocabulary um, about your own emotions because if that's the case then you're missing on like the self-awareness and you know getting to know yourself better and emotions are there for a reason and they really convey very important information about your preferences your needs and so on so if you're constantly trying to distract yourself or escape an emotion then you don't gain that insight let's say now um also just to illustrate an example if you're someone like in your 30s, I guess, like most of my audiences, you were probably taught from an early age to ignore or even suppress some of the emotions that you have. Maybe anytime you cried, someone gave you like a teddy bear and they were like, don't cry, smile, be happy. <laughs> or, you know, other people, other adults, probably, you know, well-meaning, just ignorant, right? Um, they would say things like, I just don't like it when you're sad or something like that, right? And of course, all of these little things simply reinforce this pattern of this belief that emotions are problematic and like need to be changed, right? So again, distracting, escaping, avoiding, all of these things are very normal when it comes to an emotion, especially negative emotion like sadness or anger or, you know, disgust, things like that. Doing all of these things, it's very normal, if you haven't done kind of like the, the the engage in like the skills of awareness and sitting down with your feelings and so on, which are usually things that you can learn, you know, in therapy with a coach, even some like good books and even like content you may be learning, you know, directly from this podcast. So it is a really good thing that these days we have a lot of cool information, a lot of, you know, guided meditation videos and so on. So um, it's definitely something that can be, um, that can be, you know, improved and it's a skill feeling your feelings. It's really a skill like that you work on like any other. Okay. And so now to make things like really, really simple when it comes to emotions and feelings, I always advise people to start working on building awareness on the first six, I think there's like six universal emotions, right? Depending on the language that you usually speak, like your mother, mother tongue, um, we all have, you know, in different languages, there's like so many different words to describe um, different shades and situations of, let's say, you know, variations of, let's say, like sadness, you know, is it like sadness or is it more like nostalgia? Is nostalgia like a sadness about the past? And, you know, all these like specifics of like semantics, that is something that, of course, can be really fun if you're into this whole topic of emotions. But if you're new to this or you just want to really master the basics, I find it really useful to just focus on gaining more awareness and keeping that skill of, you know, uh, knowing your body and knowing yourself when it comes to the six um, universal emotions, which are uh, happiness, sadness, anger, fear, uh, surprise, and disgust. 
So um, understanding really how these emotions show up in your body and when and where and under which circumstances and situations, what what is kind of like the pattern of the physical sensation of the experience of that emotion in your body. This is really, really important to get to know yourself and to understand, um, like I said, what is the message that that particular sensation is sending to you, right? Now, two of my favorite ways to connect to the physical sensations in your body, I would say first it would be by uh, finding some, you know, simple body scan guided meditations online. Seriously, if you just Google those words, you may find a lot of different ones that, you know, may resonate with you. And then the second thing I would say is to add some kind of movement or exercise practice into your routines. Now, I say this because this really brings like a new level of body awareness and it has a lot of other, you know, health benefits that you would love, right? And I would say a third thing that I really, really love for just like really connecting to your body and your physical sensations is simple things like, you know, like body self-care, like taking baths or like long showers and things like that. It really help you connect with like those senses right now when it comes to thoughts uh, because I didn't mention yet what was some of the tools or the practices that I like to do to get familiar with those but I really really highly recommend to keep a journal and most of the journaling I do is in the form of stream of consciousness like brain dumps and just free form writing I actually like this more than trying to guide my mind into one specific area or even like sitting down to just like meditate and, you know, watch my breath and observe the thoughts that come like clouds. I have gone through periods where I've, I, you know, more, some tools are better during some periods and some tools are, you know, not so useful. But um, journaling, freeform writing, journaling, it's really great. And again... When you sit down to meditate and you try to focus on your breath, trust me, so many thoughts are going to come up. So you're going to start becoming really familiar with, you know, the voices and the thoughts that that come up for you. Now, um, one final thing that I want to say about this whole idea of thoughts versus emotions and, you know, what's the difference between thoughts and uh, thoughts and feelings, sorry, again, using feelings and emotions interchangeably, is that um, these two things totally, totally influence each other. Uh, like I said, thoughts are like the narrators of what's happening. So, for example, if you feel a, a lump in your throat, heaviness on your shoulders, which is associated to the emotion of sadness in your body, maybe your thoughts will narrate things like, oh, this is such a sad and dull day. It sucks that it's raining. I don't like working. I don't feel like working today. <laughs> Whatever, right? The thoughts in that case are somehow, in a way, almost like reacting to that sadness. And in turn, the feeling of sadness, you know, may get influenced by those, th by those thoughts. And then the two kind of feed on each other, right? Um, and now, you know, if you heard that example of like having a sadness and, you know, narrating how sad and adult day it is, when you come from a kind of positive vibes only type of mentality, the inclination is to always tell yourself, well, you know, 
we need to change our mindset right away, right? And I mean, a lot of us who do mindset work, we are always, um, we have this temptation to use our minds to to spin everything out into the positive, right? We understand that we have that power to shift our view. So the the um, incentive, it, it's it's always kind of try to f- to try to find the silver lining and. Doing this is, I mean, it's not necessarily bad. It's not like it's its a bad thing to be positive. But again, for me, the, the tricky territory or the problem comes when we do this, we do this positivity from a place of not being able to tolerate the negative emotion. This is when it gets tricky because it's almost like we train ourselves to really just fight hard the, the negative emotions. And so it's very counter counterproductive and it usually doesn't work. It only makes the emotion even worse when you try to fight it or when you try to kind of shove it down and, you know, pretend it's not there. And I have found that the more you allow yourself to have your negative emotions and even the negative thoughts, the faster you can process them, right? And um, yeah, again, the times that I have, you know, I have some days where I'm like, you know, some weekends where I'm like, you know, I'm going to take the weekend, you know, let's say Saturday off. And if I have to like watch Netflix all day and kind of feel sorry for myself for whatever reason that my mind's my mind's telling me, like most of the time when I just allow it to happen, usually like everything goes back super, maybe not like, oh my God, it's like an amazing day. But usually it's like whatever sadness, whatever, you know, anger, anything just gets, you know, processed. And then you can just go back to, you know, your your baseline level of just like, yeah, this is pretty good, right? Versus, you know, always trying to keep up the most positive attitude or the most positive, you know, or confident or kind of this whole like posturing, which becomes really exhausting, right? So anyway, I think that we should all have the right to have, you know, mental health days and, you know, days where you just do either self-care or you just do, you know, enjoyment of all kinds of things or you just feel sorry for yourself or whatever, you know, whatever vibes with you at that time, right? What matters is to understand that it's okay to allow yourself to be and to feel however you want to feel, even if it's negative. That for me, is the true liberation that's the true freedom in my opinion okay so this is all I have to offer for today's episode about the difference between the thoughts and the emotions I really hope you enjoyed it and if you want to get a little bit deeper in this topic I will leave a worksheet um, that I did on this topic just to summarize some of the key points and give you some common thought patterns that are often associated with certain feelings So maybe that's going to help you um, understand perhaps a little bit more the connection between some thoughts and some feelings. Again, this is not like a universal thing that, you know, only works like this for everyone. Nobody will give you a good starting point if you really want to get, you know, deeper into this whole self-awareness practice and really, you know, building up that um, emotional resiliency, I think that is really what we want to aim for at the end. So you can find that worksheet on my website. It's in the show notes for this episode. So the link would be uh, soniortiz.com forward slash 27 
That is the episode number 27. So yeah, really, really check it out. And if you want to go deeper with these topics, I also have two episodes that might be useful. One of them it's called How to Think About Thinking. And the other one it's called How to Process an Emotion, I think, which you can also check out in the show notes for this one because I don't quite remember the episodes, um, you know, just by heart like this. So I will put them in the links. And yeah, this is it for today, my friends. I hope that you have a great week and I hope that you allow yourself to have your own thoughts and feelings this week without fighting them or trying to change them at least right away. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're interested in learning how coaching can help you navigate career changes and achieve a better work-life balance, then make sure you check out my website at soniaortiz.com. You'll have all the information on how we can work together. Talk to you soon.